Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. CW's Riverdale that takes place after Nacht. Oh my God, what just happened? It was German, I think. Oh man. I think it was German. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. I'm Justin. <laughs> you jumped out of order, Pete. Yeah, I did uh, because Justin's on Skype, so it throws everything off. Well, if, if... no, it doesn't, it doesn't need to throw you off <laughs> as a person. Well, it's weird because you're not here. Oh man. Uh, yes, we are separated by time and space just. Like Betty and Archie, or are they? Uh, as we found out on the latest cool, episode of Riverdale. Now we're gonna be talking about everything on the mid season finale, but first let's give you guys a little bit of recap of what's happened so far. The short version is there is a murderer on the loose named the Black Hood. We don't know who they are, but they've been killing a bunch of folks throughout the town of Riverdale. Betty and Jughead broke up. Arch, yeah, yeah. Pete's hey, game. this is a recap, Dick. Let him get through this. <laughs> I'm just celebrating Don't what I celebrate. enjoy. Go, go through this bullshit, please. <laughs> uh, Betty and Jughead broke up, and Archie and Veronica broke up, and so everybody yeah. free agents. They are uh, going to bone. Is that what? No, no. Are you done with the recap? Uh, I don't know. What else do people need to know going into this episode? What do you think? Nothing. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's actually a pretty straightforward episode all told. Like, we've had a lot of all-over-the-place episodes of Riverdale over the course of the year. But this one, it's all come down to this, as they like to say. So what's happening is pretty streamlined. Um, before we get into it, though, I'm curious to hear what you think. This is the end of the first half of the season of the second season of Riverdale. How do you think things are going so far? How are you feeling about the show, Pete? I was really loving it all up until this episode. I'll tell you that really? much. You, you say that every episode, Pete. No, that can't be true. It's almost certainly true. Nope. This one's this one's like an old video tape. Betty's too sexy in this one. What? I hate this whole thing. What? These are the the recaps from earlier episodes of why, why you've hated them. No, that's not true. I have no way that I hated an episode because Betty's too sexy. That doesn't make any sense. You didn't like the dance that she did. Which dance? The dance of the last, from last episode. episode. No, that it wasn't a sexy dance. It was this weird thing of like she wasn't completely into it. She was like fighting herself on it. Like if she was full into the dance, then I would be into the dance. But Pete, she, oh, you're she, saying she wasn't committing hard enough. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think she was all into that dance. I think she was just bad at it. Yeah, I don't know. There was weird stuff going on in that dance. I Wow, what a hot, what a sharp criticism that Betty needs <laughs> a, like more poise no, and grace. No, I'm not saying that. Don't put words in my mouth, you asshole. Here's what I'm going to say. I thought you loved Betty. I do, you motherfucker. Don't doubt my love. 
It's so great to not be in the room with you while you're threatening. Oh, this is so upsetting. Yeah. I can't. Uh, you normally can see my face and how angry I am, but now you have no gauge. Man, this is you probably. No like, I can tell. This is probably I like listening to the podcast a little bit, right, Justin? <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not pretty. Oh, man. No, it's not. Uh, if you're in the room with him right now, like I am, have you ever seen the movie Inside Out? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the rage guy. The oh, fire yeah. is I'm actually all, coming out of his I'm head. I'm all Lewis Black all day. All day. <laughs> day. That is not a dream of it to achieve. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so where should we start off with this episode? Pete, you got a nice little description thing going. You want to yeah. kick us off? Yeah, with so, some, yeah. And just to frame it up how you normally do, I'll say kick it off at the beginning, and then you'll start four seeds in. So go for yeah, it. Yeah, great. So it's called uh, you know Silent Night, Deadly Night, and it starts off with Betty having a nightmare. Uh, Who that- knocks the bell? What? What was that? It's for German for a nightmare. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I like this new German angle you're bringing. <laughs> yeah, it's, great. it's very sharp. Happy criticism. Hanukkah, everybody. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Uh, so, anyways, um, Betty has a nightmare that uh, the Black Hood is Santa, which is a whole uh, nother Sint- layer that she just threw on it. I Sinterklausen. Sinterklausen. <laughs> uh, I really like the scene a lot. I thought, you know, we talked a little bit in the last. You po- liked the scene? You weren't screaming at the Here, television. Here's a like- crazy thing. I just said I like the scene, <laughs> <laughs> and you followed up by asking me whether I like the scene. Constant oh, disbelief. <laughs> So, as I was saying, <laughs> the thing that I liked about the scene, as we've been talking about on the podcast, is that the show has actually been doing a really good job of horror this past half yes. season. And this, you know, as the title, it's based on a classic horror movie about a killer Santa Claus, so that fit really nicely. But Betty wakes up in her bed, comes downstairs, sees her whole family. Oh, so You're creepy. already immediately know, like, yep, this is definitely a dream. Uh, and then they all end up dead, killed to the head of Black Santa Claus. Oh, that came out wrong. Yeah, that... Uh, Black Hood Santa Claus. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, my God. Well, end of episode. Yeah. End of series. Yeah. <laughs> it was good before his album got us canceled. Anyways, um, yeah. I did not like this. I don't like when a show that I normally enjoy turns into a horror movie uh, and I'm screaming at the television, Betty, why are you calmly watching your family get... Uh, because it was a dream. Did you not know it was a dream? I didn't know. You oh. said it like, oh, this is so obviously a dream. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't that obvious. I thought it was great. And uh, to echo what I was saying uh, last episode, I agree. I feel like this show is strongest when it's playing these genre moments. Nope. And uh, I fear for the next part of the season. Uh, obviously, we'll get there Yeah, later we'll talk on. about that in a little bit. I, I have a couple of ideas that I think are going to address your concern, Justin, but we'll, we'll talk about that in, I don't know, a couple I of hours. I look forward to your ideas. <laughs> yes. uh, so anyways, after the dream, uh, Betty just kind of casually mentions how like, oh, yeah, like the Black Hood's after me. I should be like looking into this. But she's not, and that makes me very angry and anxious. Well, everything makes you angry and anxious about this That's show. That's true. That's true. Then they take a Secret Santa break, and they talk about Secret Cute. Santas. Right. And like, oh, my God, it was only $20. Well, Please. so this is another thing. I think we should just pause here for a moment to talk about this particular aspect of the episode, or at least the series, which we've touched on before, that... They have gotten to the point, which I actually really kind of like, that so much insane horror and crazy things have happened to the town of Riverdale that they kind of totally take it in stride a lot of the time. You know, there's always the overwrought yeah. Jughead narration of this is a town subsumed by darkness where goodness has disappeared, et cetera, et cetera. But really, they're like, eh, it's another murder. It's fine. Let's do Secret Santa. And yeah. I, I like that. It's... To me, I yeah. know you don't like me comparing to other shows, Pete, but yeah, it's very Buffy you. the Vampire Slayer to me, and I enjoy that. Well, let me say also, I just watched Search Party uh, over the, the past cares. weekend, and and to me, it, it reminded me of that a lot, which I really liked. Yeah. yeah, Search Party, by the way, great show. If you haven't been watching it, definitely oh, check yeah, it out. Oh, yeah, let's plug random shit right now, guys. That sounds great. This isn't a plug. It's a recommendation because this is a TV podcast. I would like to plug some random shit, though. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been eating Noosa. It's a new yogurt that I noticed on the stands. Very creamy. The flavor is very good. 
Danon is like I fucking hate you. Stop talking. <laughs> Yo, Alex, let me jump on that and say I eat a Noosa coconut yogurt every day at work. <laughs> really? No joke. Noosa all day. All day. Oh, wow. All day er day, Pete. <laughs> Noosa is my Pete's Guys, Betty. If we're gonna plug shit, this is just randomly stupid, so stop it. Well, welcome Noosa to Noosa for Life. Yeah, why don't you guys go get a fucking uh, sponsor or something if you're going to be plugging the Jesus, shit? That'd so. be great, uh, Nusa. If you are what? listening, we would love to have you sponsor like our Riverdale. Nusa is just some dude. <laughs> oh yeah, I am listening. Oh, I, I should totally reach out to these guys. All right, while I'm churning oh, up my yogurt, gonna listen to these Riverdale podcasts. Oh shit, Chibani just blew up my phone. <laughs> what should I say to Chibani? No, tell him we're taking. Yeah, we're we're Nusa bed. Yeah. yeah, we're straight up Nusa boys. <laughs> <laughs> Love that Australian yogurt life. Uh, cool. Oh, well, Pete, what happens next to this episode? All right. So after Secret Santa bullshit. Uh, yeah. But also about Secret Santa, the fissures between these, uh, our characters are growing. And the Secret Santa showed that off, I thought. Yeah. Which so, is, I'm sorry, the fissures? Fissures. Fissures. The breaks. A fissure is like uh, a split. It's in the case of earthquakes, it's a split in the earth. Right. A so. fissure. And the oh, so he's saying because our characters broke up, that made them stronger. Is that what he's saying? Nope. Oh. No, I'm saying the breakup. It's like an earthquake, and you can fall in a fissure. Okay, great. But what's that got to do with uh, Riverdale? <laughs> you missed the earthquake part of the episode. Yeah, there wasn't. An I'm earthquake. saying the, the Secret Santa showed off the emotional earthquake that is about that is coming our way. Oh. I didn't get any of that. The well, how do you feel about that, Justin? The fact that the characters are being driven farther apart. I mean, it's been sort of this season. This half season has uh, been about that. I feel like uh, we we were so on board with the the bughead relationship, and then that's been just put through the grinder this season. We weren't and so on board with that. You were. You you were. You were bughead. Too. Yeah, you love bughead. Wait, which. Oh, I, yeah, okay. I, I'm I, talking about, I, I you're talking lost. about Joni Jopez. Yeah, yeah, you got lost in your acronyms. Okay, uh, acronyms. Uh, acronyms. And also they're gotcha. more like ship names and hashtags. It's okay. Listen, yeah. we have, uh, by the way, for you guys who are listening, we have Riverdale After Dark, a glossary, a podcast that you should check out. <laughs> it's an ancillary podcast, and in that podcast we define the word ancillary. So yeah. um, <laughs> definitely check it's, that out. Yeah. <laughs> We define really difficult words in the English language. Okay. Uh, so then getting back to the episode, um, uh, Betty loses her shit because she notices there's been a new hire and she wasn't consulted. She was like, hold the fuck up. Who's the new janitor? I'm kind of in charge of the school because I'm super popular and like um, all new hires got to go through me. I don't know who the fuck you are, new janitor, but what the fuck? I feel like. Oh, you took that as an HR problem? <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of surprised that, like, you know, it, uh, it was such a big deal. Listen, I want to say, first of all, that Betty would be terrible in HR. Yeah. Probably. She just. Well, I bet Dark Betty would be really good at it. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You got a rule with Iron Fist. Betty is like a one woman HR problem waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh,. If you're saying if the janitor has shown uh, Betty his resume, that it would have been all cool. Yeah, yeah. I think Betty's got to be in on the hiring process. That's why she made it sound when she was like, whoa, 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 who the fuck are you? Well, uh, here's what I want to talk about here. So uh, one thing we should mention is that we were introduced to the janitor at Riverdale High two episodes ago. Is that right? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe like, even one. I feel like... We got a little bit of the janitor before, but no, I'm wrong. Yeah, wait. Oh no, you're right. We did. We got him in the uh, the uh, Tales from uh, the Dark Side, Josie, the Josie episode. Yep, the yeah. Josie season scenes from Tales of the Dark yeah, Side. Yeah, exactly. So he, he was first introduced two episodes ago. We found out that he was one of a member of family that was killed by Riverdale's previous serial killer, the Reaper, uh, and. Uh, here, here's what uh, frustrated me a little bit about this episode, and this is definitely jumping ahead, but there are a lot of dumb assumptions that the characters are making in these episodes, particularly when it comes to this janitor, to the point where, and we talked about this in the last podcast, where it felt pretty obvious that they were trying to do a double-blind type thing. You know, the writers yeah. were. Like, I, I felt like 
when it came to the janitor, the writing was showing in a way that it wasn't showing in the mystery in the first half of the season, uh, in the first season. Yes. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I, it was for me, this issue was it was kind of like a, hey, there's a new janitor. But Betty was just kind of like, hey, who the fuck are you? Because, you know, I'm so close with the last janitor. But it just seemed like this weird thing that like a student would sh- would be shocked that there's a new janitor after all the crazy shit that's going on. And also the fact that like she doesn't know who the janitor is. I don't know. It was just now, a let me sloppy ask you, moment. I was like, uh, how close were you guys with your school janitors? Uh, you guys still keep in touch? No, not not no. I mean, my lunch lady, I was pretty close with, and one of the genders I was, but not like did. Oh, that's that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, did the lunch lady like? Did she give you like extra slices of pizza or anything? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. What'd she do? She would like if it was you know like uh, pizza, I would get an extra slice sometimes. Or if it was those uh, you know biscuits and gravy, I sometimes got an extra biscuit. You got biscuits and gravy at school? Yeah. Oh man, where'd you go to school? Upstate New York. Yeah, Emerald Lagasse's High School. We're talking oh, about yes. biscuits and gravy and pizza right now. I don't know. What did he scream? Bazinga? Was that his thing? <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Uh-huh. Wow, man. Remember when we all loved that as a nation for some reason? <laughs> we were super into that. Yeah. I mean, listen. Innocence. I, I used to use that guy's uh, fish rub all the time on my fish. <laughs> hey, man. Cool, dude. <laughs> That's super cool. That's a fun fact right there. <laughs> yeah, That's sorry I bored us with this janitor, uh, this janitor talk. What other rubs you bros been up to? <laughs> hey. Uh, I love all, a good fish rub. All I'm saying is I want to get sponsored by Emerald Lagasse's Fish Rub. Uh, I think it's the perfect. You know, at- Noosa, Lagasse, if you're still out there just grinding on podcasts, hook up with us. Let's make this happen. Uh, anyways, you... No, nobody else was thought the the janitor calling out new janitor was a weird moment. Just no, no. I think it was it was a moment to push the plot along, and it was a pretty clear indicator that something was weird and wrong yeah. with the old janitor, which we kind of knew already by the way that he was creeping on Cheryl two episodes back. Um, yes, yeah. I, it did, I understand why it stuck out to you, but it didn't quite stick out to me as much. All right, Pete. What happened next? Kick us off to the next plot point. Uh, so then, uh, Jughead, uh, is annoying the shit out of his dad. Like, Hey dad, let me do things. I'm up. I'm a part of this, uh, this group we're in, uh, this gang. So yeah, I don't, yeah. So it was Jughead being super annoying, uh, being like, I want to do stuff. I want to do stuff. And his dad was just kind of like pushing him back. Like, no dude, like. I'm I'm the head of the serpents. Get the fuck out. Right. So this was another plot point that happened in the previous episode. Uh, Jughead messed up and became beholden to a member of the serpents. Uh, so his dad, who previously was like, every time they're out, they pull me back in, ended up leading the servants again, uh, servants, the serpents again, in order to free up Jughead. And I think we could jump around a little bit because his story. Yeah, let's talk about this plot. Straightforward. So Jughead decides to take the fight directly to Penny of the Serpents and rallies the rest of the Serpents with the help of Tony Topaz. Tony Topaz? Yep. Yeah? That's our yep. actual name? Okay, I got confused because yeah. we are... And together they're Joni Jopaz. Yes, I mean, the hashtag is Joni Jopaz, and that's what was confusing me. Uh, with the help of her, ends up rallying the Serpents, and they go after Penny and are like, this is not what Serpents do. Serpents do not take down other Serpents. Serpents do not you know, do illegal stuff. We just do like kind of illegal stuff and they hold her down and Jughead cuts the tattoo off of her arm and exiles her from Riverdale forever. Yo, that was bold. That was straight up gangster move right there. Super hardcore. Definitely something that we've been slowly leading up to over the course of the season with Jughead to get him to this point where it definitely felt like it amped up quite a bit. To have him do that, but it also, in a weird way, felt like a natural evolution to me. Really? I, yeah, like, I mean, Jughead's I, it, straight up cutting people's tattoos off and shit, just like in the comics. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. They always used yeah, to. Yeah, the to- whole Jughead was like, "I love hamburgers, and I'll cut that tattoo off for nothing." <laughs> uh, I guess I don't remember that part. In the yeah, comic. there was that thing where he's like, "Take this piece of skin and cook it into a hamburger for me, Pop. I'm gonna eat it." Oh man. 
Yeah, he eats human flesh. That's Jughead for you. Yeah, well, actually, to be fair, there is a comic book called Jughead the Hunger where he's a werewolf and he does eat human flesh, so... That's probably what this <sighs> yeah. Yeah. is about. Sh- Shout out to Frank Thierry. Yep. Frankie T, our boy. I'm Frankie T. Yeah. See you on the cruise ship, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke for the uh, for those of you listening. One time we were on a cruise ship with Frank Thierry, so there you go. I just wanted to specify. I wanted cool. to clarify. Yeah, bring no, the joke. You know what I mean? Everybody gets in on this joke. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, so wait, it was wait. a jughead, and this episode was really kind of preaching to his dad how he's proud to be a serpent. He was happy to be in this horrible life decision with his father. So you don't, but let me just ask you this. Oh. Can Jughead come back from this? I don't, after you cut he, somebody's tattoo he, off, I don't think he can, but he's like, he's truly leading this gang. Uh, he's yeah, he's leading sort of it in between these two dad, worlds. Okay. I mean, when his dad finds out, he's going to be super pissed. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. This puts Jughead in a whole new sort of sitch. Mm hmm. I mean, I think that's his out, right, is his dad, because he can't be the leader of the serpents and a bad boy forever. That's our plot line for the season, but ultimately that's not who Jughead is, I don't think. Like, I don't think he's going to be the bad boy of the south side of Riverdale for the rest of the series. I think it's his dad lays down the law and excommunicates him from the serpents and tells him he's never allowed to be a part of them again. No, You're not my son anymore or something oh, like shit. that. Oh, that that be would be my too. guess because there's got to be out out there and it's not going to be the South side gets destroyed. It's I don't think we're going to see, you know, Jughead end up uh, a serpent forever. I think there is going to be that out by the end of the season at the absolute latest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope so, but I also think what I mean. I guess this is a larger question, but where are we going for for a series with this? Like, they're eating up so much uh, high stakes drama and decision making. Like, where are these characters going to be in like uh, a year? I don't know, man. I mean, where do you picture yourself in five years, Justin? Uh, leading a gang and cutting tattoos up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. That makes yeah, total see? sense. Yeah. When you think about it, it's, you I, know, it's I, not I picture that big myself in your chair. Uh, in my chair? Yeah, that's the answer, right? When you go on an interview and somebody says, Where do you see yourself in five years? You say, I picture myself in your chair. That's weird. I would, report, I would report you to HR e- immediately. immediately yeah. And you, you would never get the janitor job you're applying oh, for. Man, I wanted the lunch lady job, though. Oh, well. It's never going to happen for me. I, I I think we should get back to your point about eating up the plot when we get to the end of the episode. So let's hold on that yeah. for a moment. Um, what else do you want to... What's next, Pete? All right. So the next thing here is... So Archie... Uh, or Betty calls Archie, and Archie is at his job, and he literally drops whatever he's doing and just runs to Betty and uh, I was really surprised because he was at his job and Cheryl was like, hey, can you help me? I'm next. And uh, Archie was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm about to go on my break. I mean, that's cold as shit. Like, you can't even help your friend who is waiting for you uh, before you leave. Like, Betty calls and you're just straight out. I mean, Ar- that's what love is. Yeah. Archie is Betty all day, her day. So, I mean, he's going to do that. Right? I mean, that's fucked up, man. I mean, first off, if I... You don't do that at work. You don't, like, just run away. You know, I mean, obviously, if emergency, you got to take, you know, but, like, I was like, you can't help Cheryl and then go? I, I was just really surprised at how uh, thirsty Archie is for uh, for Betty. You, Pete, are you not on board with Betchy? No, I'm not on board, no. I don't like Archie and Betty together. It's not a good match. Well, Betchy is where it's at. Nope. Not Archie? No, I think Betchy is what we're going with. Oh. What about Archhead? Oh, when Archie and Jughead get together? Uh, yeah, I guess that would be Archie and Jughead, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an important difference, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's. We've you guys didn't to, think that was rude of Archie just to. That's snub Archie, Cheryl? though. We've talked about that so much. Like, Archie. All is the, stupid. He's stupid. <laughs> All the all the blood rushes to his penis like instantly, oh, like man. all it just goes out of his brain and directly into his penis, and that's the only thing that he's thinking about all the time, constantly. And that act- that's why he's so pale. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, the the blood goes to his penis and his hair, and that's why his hair is red. 
that you no no ar- no argument there. <laughs> That's how the body works. So you can actually see you can actually see his abs draining over the course of the episode. <laughs> yep, uh, but seriously, and he's though. like, oh, "Help me, Betty! Help me! All the blood." That's, uh, but that's, we've talked about this before. Like that is actually, if anything, the main characteristic of Archie in the comic books is he's girl stupid. Like he, he might be loyal as a friend. He might have other characteristics and other things going on with him. But the second Betty or Veronica, depending on who he's into come into the picture, he loses all perspective on absolutely everything else. And that stays consistent on the show, I think. Yeah. He's uh, he is consistent. You can't argue with that. <laughs> um, well, I, I want to jump around a little bit. I don't know if there's uh, because we should talk about Betty and Archie and what happens to them later. But do you guys want to jump over and talk about what goes on with Veronica in the episode a little bit? Because that branches off. So yeah, I mean, yes. I was going to get to that later, but uh, Veronica sells her soul basically to her parents. Yeah. Yeah. So Veronica discovers exactly what's been going on with Hiram Lodge and Hermione Lodge by extension. Um, She does a little bit of research. She finds out that he's bought up Pops and a bunch of other properties around the city. And they're like, all right, we're going to bring you into the inner circle. Here's what's really going on. And then they do that extraordinarily frustrating TV thing where they cut away and then come back and they're like, and that's what's going on. So that we're going to find out later. Uh, But, I think there's two things we should talk about here. One, Veronica is hashtag Justice League, hashtag all in about it. And how do we feel about that? <laughs> cool. Yeah, pretty Very cool. cool. And then I love that. The other thing we should talk about is what do you think is actually going on? So let's start with the first thing. How do you feel about Veronica being like, I'm in the inner circle. I'm a lodge now. I, I don't like it because it seems like it's going against how nice Veronica has been and how... She's been trying to be a good person, and I've been all about that evolution of her. And now she's going to throw that all out the window to be a part of her fucking family who only cares about money, and it's disappointing. Well, I mean, from a story point, I like it. I like Veronica uh, being able to be in on this and find out what these plans are. I mean, the, this show yeah, has but- been setting up Hiram Lodge's plans for both of the seasons. Every episode has been building toward a final we've reveal. we've had an insider. We've had Veronica on the inside, but, uh, but knowing that she is a good person. And now we don't know if that's going to be true going forward. And I think that's exciting to have this character that we, we like, uh, to be like sort of a question mark, like, and that that's sort of true to the comics as well. Like Veronica is always like all in with her dad, but also being like Archie is my boyfriend. Oh, great. And yeah, she's let's always make sort it of just like the comic books. That'll be great. Yeah, we'll have Betty and Archie dating, and Veronica's super evil. Great guys. I hope you're happy. No, that's not what happens in the comic books. Archie is always, almost always dating Veronica, and then occasionally going out with Betty. Yeah, I am super happy though. So thank you for mentioning that i appreciate oh, it uh i yeah. i do also think it's interesting i think if we remember back before season one which i don't know if that's exactly possible but veronica was the bad girl asshole that we know from the comics before we met her right and then she had yes. this traumatic life experience of hiram being arrested that changed her life and when she came to riverdale she was a different person and and Camilla, that's who we fell in love with. Yeah, I mean, Camilla Mendes has done an awesome <laughs> job of making uh, this great character out of Veronica, but it is not exactly the Veronica of the comic books that clearly existed before Hiram was arrested. So I think what we're going to see in the rest of the season is that Veronica creeping back in. Ultimately, I don't think we're going to lose the good Veronica and the honest Veronica that we've met over the season and a half. I agree. Um, I don't think this is like... And we've talked about this before as well, but I don't think this is a destiny show. Like this is in Smallville where eventually they're going to reach this point of destiny that they are in the comic books, because this is, if anything, what kind of takes place during and after that, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think she's going to end up in that place, but I am excited to see where she goes. I mean, this show has always been sort of strongly influenced by Twin Peaks, I feel like. And uh, this Plotline specifically reminds me of Audrey Horn and Ben Horn and the the Great Northern Lodge in Twin Peaks, and so I like that and that 
is about the mystery of like which side is this person on uh the the daughter is always mixed up in these sort of potentially evil plots but we don't exactly know how yeah it's very much exactly like you're saying like blair waldorf from gossip girl right Pete? yeah fuck you guys um all right <laughs> wait, wait wait no no no. We, before we move on though we got to talk about what do you think the largest plan is what well, do you think's going on it's they're Basically, they bought a bunch of properties and they want a bunch of shady shit to go down so that way the price drops and then they can make money somehow. Yeah, but that's not <laughs> that's not big enough, I think. Like, I get what you're saying, and that certainly seems to be what it indicated, but it has to be something insane. Like, it has to be something jaw-dropping, right? Well, wow. well let me throw this out to you guys. Um, I think an interesting thing that's happened over this half season is that uh, Hiram Lodge doesn't hate Archie. Uh, he hates his father. He hates Fred Andrews. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deviation from the comics in an interesting way where uh, Hiram Lodge is pulling Archie closer and it seems like perhaps all of this plot is uh, just playing out whatever their childhood drama was from that we haven't seen from the generation before. So I feel like Hiram wants to maybe raise all of these things from – or old Riverdale to create to just delete his past and create something new that he can profit off of. I, I I think that makes a lot of sense, but again, it feels like why would Veronica go along with that? You know, it needs. I don't know. I, I that's the thing that's throwing me off a little bit is. I thought it was going to be like, yeah, Hiram is going to destroy Riverdale and replace it with something new, but. I don't know why Veronica would want that at this point. Does she feel so disconnected from Riverdale and so disconnected from the rest of her friends that she'd be okay with watching it burn? I don't think so. Well, what if part of the plan is uh, it's going to be this great music center where Archie can play his music and Mm. um, Betty can – Josie and the Pussycats can play. Like I feel like she's maybe thinking progressively about, oh, I can turn what my parents' plans are into a good thing for my friends Mm. and bring them their future. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a problem for – Right. Well, uh, whereas Hiram just wants to watch everything burn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Uh, let's let's move on for Veronica then, unless there's anything else anybody wants to say. No. Nope. Pete. All right. So next we get uh, Cheryl's Nana, who is insane, and she set, drops the line, you should have drowned your kids at birth like a basket of kittens. Well, let's take a little bit of a step back there. So we've been <laughs> seeing uh, this picture that's associated with the janitor for a little while now, and these are the folks that... Uh, reportedly killed the priest that the janitor said had killed his family, uh, that that priest was secretly the Reaper. And Archie and Betty realize that Cheryl's Nana, Cheryl's grandmother, is one of the people in that picture. So they go and track her down and talk to her. And, of course, she's crazy and old and says some dark and disturbing things. And I thought that scene was great. Okay. First off, uh, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about, uh, Mister. I think that scene is great. <laughs> sure, drowning somebody. Excuse like, me, Mister. I think that scene is great. Was my father? Please just call me that scene. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't finish uh, that off. I'm yeah. sorry. I couldn't. Think <laughs> yeah. of... Anyways, could have just gone with Alex. Is yeah. uh, drowning something like a basket of kittens a saying? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. People drown baskets of kittens so much that it's a fucking saying? Yeah, dude. I say it all the time. I'm like, I'm going to eat this sandwich like I'm drowning it like a bag of kittens. Oh, man. That's so fucked up. I was completely thrown by that line. I was like, what the fuck? How is that a saying? Um, Yeah. And also, like, it bothered me that a lot of what happened in this episode was just because one crazy old person said it. So they all took it as truth, and that was driving me insane. Again, the way this mystery has been laid out this season, and particularly in the past episode, it's, I don't know, It's a, they're taking a lot on faith and making a lot of jumps and assumptions, and it's fine because we need to follow the plot from place to place, but 
there's not a lot of investigation going on. Like I feel yeah, like in the first like, season there was a lot of okay, here are the possibilities. Let's work down yeah. the possibilities. Here, to your point, I think it's people being like, "I'm going to tell you a thing," and they're like, "Well, that's the one thing. No questions. Yeah. Let's go." Yeah, we're like before they were really being, uh, you know, like investigators about it, trying to take what was fact and really kind of check, make sure their sources were legit. And now it's just like one old person said it. We're that's truth. That is true. It's like the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. That's the internet. One old person running the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Let's be honest. Oh man. All right. So yeah, and that was just from that point on was just driving me insane. How like uh, as soon as Nana said something that was gospel, and then everybody would freak out. And uh, I. I mean, yeah, I was really happy, though, uh, that for, uh, and this was jumping back a little bit, uh, Veronica's mom actually stuck up for Veronica for once, uh, and I thought that was kind of like a nice moment of, like, because Veronica and her mom have been battling back and forth and kind of catfighting between them, uh, and they had a nice, sweet moment, or actually Veronica, uh, Veronica's mom stuck up for Veronica. Cool, but back to Betty and Archie for a moment. We should probably yeah. talk about the fact that they smoochy rude. Yeah, there was. Yes, a- that's the cool way to say it. Yeah, the, I mean, th- let's get to the big meatballs of the episode. We got Betty is popping. They're kissing. This we've all been waiting for. This uh, Betty and Archie are on. Veronica and Archie are off, and then Veronica and Archie are on. Archie's in the middle. What are we doing? I mean, we're there. We are right there. I uh, yeah. I mean, Betty was freaking out about what her grandfather did or did not do because one person said it, and I don't know why she was bothered by that so much. Like, oh, my grandfather was a part of this, and then was like, oh, I, I need to make out with somebody. That's the only way to get. Well, over uh, this is something that Betty has been very concerned about her psychological state pretty much since the beginning of the series. And the more she learns about her family, the more she's worried about her own future and who she is going to be because she's super smart. She's very talented. She's great at school, great at fixing cars, great at a lot of different things. But ultimately she has this dark Betty that is creeping out from inside of her. My favorite part. And I think, I think that terrifies her, you know, I mean, I think that's what we get in scenes like that where she realizes like, genetically am I predisposed to be this terrible person no matter what or can I grow beyond that and be somebody else well I mean a lot of uh, people face that like am I going to turn into my parents or do I really have a choice in this and the answer is you have a choice is it yeah oh because I have two kids and they're going to turn into me there'll be similar (laughs) there's going to be similar things in there for sure but they're going to be their own person no no but they got to fix all of my mistakes (laughs) wow i'm glad we have that on tape i'm glad we have that on tape my first mistake i'd be like uh, kids don't do a a podcast for 20 years (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, man um but i i do want to give uh the writers and and the show credit for i feel like they've really slow played this dark betty stuff and this episode, we get to see it really come to a head where she's becoming reckless. She's been through the grinder. The whole This whole half season has been about her maintaining composure in a crazy situation. And we get to see uh, that finally crack open in this episode with her move on kissing Archie and what happens I don't think her uh, kissing at the end of the Archie episode. Means that that's, uh, you know, Black Betty or Dark Betty being released. Oh, Black Betty. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Oh, Black Betty. Uh, Great song. Oh, Black Betty. Bam, bam. Emmer Lagasse. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, but I do think that it is because she is going against, she knows that Veronica is in love with Archie. She is like shattering her friend group because she just wants Archie. That is a reckless move. Yeah. Uh, well, what did you think about the kiss, though? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. Uh, I screamed, screamed no. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. is that What's Be- the thing? Betty and Jughead are very nice together, but ultimately they're just friends and that's it. Oh, Betty, fuck you. You don't know that. Betty and Archie are forever. No. Yes. Why? Because they're neighbors? That. And also... See, it's be- I... 
I couldn't come from a more opposite perspective. I think Archie and Veronica are destined to be together. What? And Betty and yeah. Archie are not. In the same way that Betty and Jughead really are not meant to be together at all, Archie There's and Veronica are just different people. They're from different worlds. Oh, you know? what is going on? They're from different sides of the tracks. It will never work. Yeah. yeah, but they I'm saying that leads to an, some sort of additional spark that Archie just does not have for Betty. It's a yeah, spark. Archie does not feel that way about Betty. It's a the Archie, the Archie Betty relationship is all about like complacency and uh, what you expect to happen. While the Betty and or while the Veronica and Archie relationship is all about the excitement, yeah. and that I think yeah, is the what passion. will I, I will, think uh, the Veronica and Archie relationship is all about the excitement of wanting what you can't have, but once you get it, it's not as exciting as you thought it was. While Betty and Archie are about destiny. Oh man, that was that's fucked wow. up. This is such an interesting commentary on maybe what we have as expectations in relationships. Huh. Um, huh. It's almost like you can look at Betty and Archie and Veronica and Archie and see yourself in them. In some Holy no, shit. Are you saying I'm some dumbass Archie? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 You bastard. Don't say that about me. <laughs> yeah. Suck it. Uh, by the way, I know we're talking over Skype right now, but if you're listening at home, Justin has red hair right now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, it's happening. The transformation. Uh, my abs. Oh, my abs. You got to like I'm, the abs They're part. popping. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but all it's right. such a responsibility, all the sit-ups. All right, so can we talk about um, the reveal here? Yeah, okay, let's get to it. So the big thing that happens this episode is the Black Hood is revealed. And shocker, it turns out, and I could not believe this, the Black Hood is the janitor. The janitor. I it's, know. If it wasn't for you crazy kids, yep, you I would have gotten away with it. <laughs> so Betty, It's the janitor. Betty and Archie good, think that the janitor has been taken by the Black Hood, so they go to an old grave where the... First off, if you ever go to a grave yeah. and you see that there's a freshly dug grave... Do not get into that grave. Well, but okay. That so, then becomes your grave, you dumb fucking kid. I mean, you're kind of right about that, except for the fact that they think, for whatever reason, that the janitor is buried in that grave. You don't so get they, down into a grave. Well, they want to rescue him. They think that he's buried in there, so they decide you to You say re- from the top, hey, are you in that coffin? Make some kind of noise. You don't jump down into an open grave. All right, I'll tell you what, Pete, if you are ever buried alive, I'll be a safe 30 to 40 foot distance away Good. from the grave uh, and just very quietly ask, are don't you buried quietly, alive? quietly. That's not going to make any well, sense. Well, I don't want to draw any danger towards me, so I'll just very quietly be like, are you buried alive? Yeah, just text me. And then, <laughs> well, I don't know if you have your phone and I don't want to hear a beep or anything like that. So, you know what? I'll just You're like, a shitty friend is what I'll, you're I'll getting tell you at. What, if you're buried alive in a cemetery, I'll just look in the direction of the cemetery wherever I am and be like, hey, Peter. You're a shitty friend. Man. And then if you don't say uh, yes, I'll just leave well enough alone. So that didn't bother either one of you two assholes, the fact that like they just jumped into an open grave and then were like asked, then snuck up on because nobody was fucking paying attention, even though there's a giant murder on the loose? I lay down in open graves all the time. Yeah, I bet you do. I'll be in uh, the cemetery um, in Park Slope. Tonight. Sweet. Just laying down wherever I can. Yeah, you guys go check that out. Justin has an awesome tight five about laying in a cemetery. Yeah, I, was yeah, gonna I say lay down Instagram in an open is grave. Sick. It's all like from the perspective of whoever's buried. No, no, no. You, you go ahead, Justin. You were saying you lay down in an open grave. No, and... I lay down an open grave and do uh, 10 minutes of comedy. It's <laughs> pretty good. Grave diggers love me. Uh, I lighten the room. I bet. I yeah. bet. You got to destroy. Yeah, those. it's pretty sweet. So Betty and Archie do uh, dig in that grave. The Black Hood comes up, threatens them, uh, makes Betty very briefly <laughs> bury Archie alive, which she seems pretty much fine about. Yeah, she was like, all right, yeah, I saw this yeah. coming a mile away. Uh, and then the cops come. So- Finally. How about that, right? After all the crazy shit that has gone on, no police ever. It was weird to see cops show up to something. Yep. And because it never happens in the show. Yeah. So then the Black Hood tries to escape. They chase him to a bridge. He's going to jump off a bridge. Archie thinks that he's going to shoot the Black Hood, but he can't actually do it. Yeah. Uh, and Sheriff Keller shoots the Black Hood and kills the Black Hood. And then they find out it's the janitor. So how do you feel about this reveal? How do you th- feel about all these scenes? 
I really. I mean, I would, it was fine. I would have loved it any other way than how we got it. How do you mean? Like the whole fucking going to the grave, the open grave, the I'm going to shoot you. Oh, I can't shoot you. Just make a decision. Somebody make a better decision. Like I would have much rather had you rip off somebody's mask and it be like the janitor. Give me the Scooby-Doo. Don't try to disguise the shitty Scooby-Doo thing. I just, I don't know. Like there was just so many things that were kind of didn't feel real in that that I would just would have liked a different choice. Uh, I did like them bringing it full circle because we started the season with Archney threatening to kill the Black Hood, and that's what he's been psyching himself up for. And I like the fact that he got to the decision point and couldn't do it. You know, I'm always a fan of that essential goodness, even if he was scared, even if there's another reason that he made that decision, that he didn't go over the edge and actually shoot the guy, I thought was a good decision on the part of the show. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I, I, um, I yelled pussy at my television. Jesus, Pete. Are you oh, the whole cool. time? Cool, you're going you to sit there with your shirt off and bend a whole gang, risk your life spray painting all over town, then you finally get the black hood in your crosshairs and you... I don't think that's what he was doing, though. I think he realized that he couldn't shoot and kill a person, which is okay. Right, but don't parade around town like you can if you can't. Wow, that's a crazy statement. Uh, and this isn't Archie meets Punisher. This is Archie's a regular person. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to just throw this out here to you guys uh, before we start to wrap up. And I think there's a couple of other quick things we need to talk about. Um, I don't think we're done with the Black Hood. I don't think that was really the Black Hood. I think that was a feint so that we think that guy is the Black oh. Hood. And I think there's still a real Black Hood out there. Yeah, that's my the theory. The librarian. Not the, yeah, definitely not the, the librarian. fucking librarian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just to see uh, your face when I said it was my favorite part. I hope that's true because I feel like I want to stay in this genre yeah. and I want to have a break, deal with some relationship stuff for a few episodes and then come back and see more of this plot. Because let's talk about the last moment with Betty. Yeah, please. Uh, where she's burning a bunch of shit. She puts the black hood hood on the fire, Ooh. and then she takes it off because she is going dark. looks like holding the hood, and it's like, oh, man. That was, that was hot. <laughs> Jesus, that was yeah, real hot. I, Pete, what is your life like, <laughs> dude? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that Betty's going to start putting on the hood and going oh. around killing people or anything like that. But I do think that was a pretty clear indicator that we're not quite done yet. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, anything else cool. we need to talk about from the episode before we move on? Um, I mean, was, it, it. was I the only one hoping we were going to get like a dance where she was just wearing the hood and then it was it was no. OK, what are you even talking um, about? Yeah, I think we Yo, covered. Um, oh, Veronica said she loves him. She was like, I love you, too, Archie. Yeah, she said it. We're, we're really set up for some romantic entanglements when we come back. Um, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I thought I that think- was really cool that she said it. Yeah, I, th- I mean, this is great. Archie doesn't have a reaction at all. <laughs> so uh, this puppy doesn't understand that he just uh, shit in two different rooms. Uh, but uh, the also I thought this oh. I thought this is where we were going to be at the end of last season. So I'm happy we're here at this half season. Mark. Also, uh, Cher- who's Cheryl's mom's groom? Did you guys recognize who that was? Uh, Cheryl saw her mommy kissing Santa Claus. That was pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, okay. I didn't know Very if that was cool. somebody I should know who that is. That was is. a weird, random moment. I mean, I like that because I like pretty much everything that happens with Cheryl, but that was pretty goofy and out of nowhere. Okay. I w- Agreed. That was weird. I, yeah, I just wasn't sure how much of an oh shit moment it was and how much I missed yeah. it. Um, all right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's leave it on one note, and we will be back with more Riverdale after dark. So, you know. Keep telling your friends about it and stuff. Uh, but let's end this with, uh, for this episode only, Betty or Veronica? Betty or Veronica? Justin, you want to go first? Yeah, dude. Veronica. Uh, she came around, told Archie she loved him. She's up to some stuff with her parents, but I think that she is going to end up being on the side of good. Uh, I started as a Veronica man. I'll finish as a Veronica man. Gross. All right, Pete, what about you? <laughs> Betty all day. Day. Yeah, Betty, grab that dark side of yours. Grab it right out of the fire and hang on to it. 
Yes, I love it. Hey, I, I love. I would it. never say this. I would never say this, but you're a fan of her for the wrong reasons. Oh man, don't say that. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. I um, I am going to say Betty, but yeah. It's, but it's making me feel super uncomfortable this podcast episode that I'm agreeing with Pete because he's being a total creepazoid about it. Uh, but that said, yeah, she. I love Betty when she's being a plucky teen investigator. I think it's great, and I love watching it, and she did a good job this episode, even if she made some super weird conclusions. And, hey, Betty, you go get that Archie. You're meant to be together, nope. you know? Don't. Just do it. No, nope. Veronica on. said, "I love yeah, you." Yeah, that's it. They're solid. That's it. Nah. It's over. It's over. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Betty, get in there. Get in there, Betty. I heard they're gonna it, they're gonna introduce a character named Pete LePage <laughs> that's gonna start dating Betty. Gross. Yeah, totally gross. That'd be super weird. All right, guys. No, he's gonna be a teen. If you <laughs> want to support our show, and really you should, patreoncom slash club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at eight really? p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. So come on down, and we'll talk Riverdale. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friends on Facebook to get to know about the amazing guests we have coming up in our live show, which is every Tuesday. Follow- Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. You can check us out at comicbookclublive.com. And until next time, a Vitor Sam. <laughs> Give me that noose of life. <laughs> <laughs>